Welcome to the Shine On Podcast. I am your host, Becky Shetler. Amid depression, anxiety, challenging relationships, and parenting struggles, how do we discover the light of Christ within ourselves, and how do we let it shine in our lives? Each week, I invite a guest to tell their personal story and how they have experienced the light of Christ in their life. It is through telling our own stories that we shine on for others to see. Thanks for joining us. Hello, everyone. Today I am recording my podcast in December. It's Christmas season, and I am just reflecting on some of my favorite Christmas stories. And I really was excited to share one of my favorite Christmas stories. It's a family tradition. It's a story that not very many people have heard, unless you've been in the same room with my father. My dad was a beautiful writer. And one Christmas, he had an experience that he wrote down and recorded it for his posterity that we can always remember it. And the reason I want to share it is because I have been learning through the years that Christmas is a feeling. And there's always a time during the Christmas season when that feeling hits me or it just connects with me. And I just feel so much love and gratitude for my Savior And I never know how it's going to happen, what the setting will be. And I just think it's like kind of a fun thing to look forward to through the Christmas season as you participate in different things and just looking for that feeling, that feeling that you just know God lives, that he is real, that he knows you and that he loves you. So today I want to record this story that my father wrote, Graham Doxy. Graham W. Doxy, and it is called, What Do You Mean, No Room in the Inn? When it came time for us to move back to the city, we were not yet ready to sell our country home. Our four years, 16 wonderful seasons had been packed with the aromas of fresh milk, alfalfa, and new rain, burning logs and hay in the barn. We had savored the quietude the distance between us and the rest of the busy world, which let us hear water peacefully murmuring in the canal, the milk cow grazing, the therapy of silence under the stars, the fingers of a breeze running down the keyboard of the dried corn stalks. Don't you dread the thoughts of winter in that high altitude? A city friend asked. No, they are wonderful. A welcomed relief from fighting the weeds of summer. What could be more beautiful than the flight of large snowflakes and the peace and wonder as you open the door after a heavy fall? Winter is glorious, but like many things in life, after a time, the welcome grows thin. There comes the point when we look anxiously for green signs of the fresh new visitor, spring. Summer and fall each have their own glories. Our few years of feasting on these were not enough. We were not ready to cut our tethers to the country time of our lives. The perfect solution was found when our married children wanted to have their turn in our big log home in the country. Christmas traditionally brought the large and scattered family together, and for weeks, my family and four unmarried daughters, and one of those daughters was me, we looked forward with great anticipation to returning to the large house for this special family time. 
although we were the parents and had always been the hosts of these affairs, this year we were to be the guests. Guests in the home we still owned, but which was now being occupied by other family members. As we prepared for the event, planning food and gifts and accommodations, we began to appreciate the difference between the roles of guest versus host. It became apparent that this year was going to be pleasantly different. We didn't remember that as you give up responsibility, you also give up some control. The snowfall was beautiful the night we arrived, 14 new inches on the driveway as we cut a track to the garage, which was at the rear of the house and detached some distance. The car was fully packed, but the children were anxious to get into the warmth you could almost feel from the beckoning glow of light flowing from the windows of this home we all loved. My wife and I were left with bundles that were obviously far too numerous to carry in one trip. Yet, standing in snow nearly to our knees, and being dusted as we were with the new fall, we found yet another finger to hold a string, and a place to tuck yet another parcel so as to avoid a second trudging of the distance between the car and the back door. With every other part of my anatomy dedicated to balancing my load, I tapped gently but anxiously on the door with my foot, hoping that someone would be close and would quickly open for us. No response. I tapped again a little less gently. No response. I called out as I pounded the next time. Silence from inside the house. From inside me, growing disturbance. Then my wife said, What does that note on the door say? I looked up dripping a bit from the snow on my head to see words in bold letters, no room in the inn. Someone, I thought, is trying to be clever, but it is not appropriate now. I pounded again and said in a loud voice, we have a heavy load and want to get into the house now. Silence. I asked where the children were that had just gotten out of the car, the ones that should have been carrying some of these things that were burdening me. It was then we realized that they hadn't gone through this door either. Their tracks reversed and went back to the driveway and around the house to the front. That seemed ridiculous. I didn't want to do that. But my good wife had already started back through the snow and I followed. There was no path, only deep snow that was packing around my ankles and lakes. We broke trail around to the front door. Here was shelter from a covered porch and a doorbell. We rang. No response. The lights were on inside, but no one came. Only another piece of paper, bold letters. No room in the inn. I rang the doorbell a second time and called out loudly that we were cold and tired and burdened and that we had read the cute message, but that now it was time for them to open the door for us. Silence. I lowered the volume of my voice, but said so that my wife could hear, Whose house is this anyway? Don't we still have some rights here? And anger and warmth was developing inside me that began to eclipse the discomforts of my cold body. If we can't get in the back door or the front door, 
What do they expect us to do? I seriously considered getting back into the car and heading for the city. My mood was not for these childish games. There was yet another door, a slider to the family room from the north patio, and again tracks where our carefree children had gone. The quietude I had previously known from this spot was forgotten as my impatience and anger rose. How could the ones inside be so thoughtless of us and of our miserable plight? As I waited again in the deep snow, I knew that this year's Christmas reunion was going to be a bust. Bah humbug. At last, the slider door opened and we stumbled through. I kept my face down, struggling for control of emotions so that I could be civil. Gradually, I became aware that our family room was quite different. There was the smell of hay. There were hay bells where the furniture had been. In the corner were some of our grandchildren. They were dressed as Mary and Joseph and lambs, our own living family nativity scene. A real manger was there in our family room. We saw young Mary holding her new baby. The children were excited but reverent. The hosts were warm but a little apprehensive about having so rearranged our home. They made apologies about the inconveniences. I began to cool off as I warmed up to the occasion. It took me a few days to realize that this was the Christmas that I first began to appreciate the individuals and the couple, Joseph and Mary. I had truly felt the frustration of no room. Since then, as a parent, the stories of Mary and Joseph have ever-enlarging lessons for me. Like them, I too have felt to flee to another place so that the evil forces would not destroy my child. Like them, I too have worried as my young teen had been away from us. I try now to look beyond the moment and see the wonder, the potential, the nobility in each of these eternal sons and daughters. I try harder to recognize the times when I should be making more room for a Joseph who is full of real frustrations, for times when I should be listening for and opening up to receive the Son of God. That's the end of my father's story. This story has been read to me through the years. This story has meant a lot to me as I get an inside look at my father's experience of feeling the gratitude and appreciation and love for Mary and Joseph. I too, each Christmas, look for opportunity where I can feel that love that comes through the Christ child and that I know that He was born, he lived, he died, and he was resurrected to save all mankind so that we may have an opportunity to live with our Heavenly Father again. I love this Christmas season, and I'm grateful that I was able to share this family story on my podcast today. I wish everyone a very Merry Christmas and that they may feel the joy that comes through our living Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Shine On Podcast. I hope you have enjoyed today's episode. If you felt this episode provided you with added light and value, please share it and continue to spread light to others. And don't forget to tag me and today's guest. Your support truly means the world to me. I would be grateful if you would subscribe to this podcast so you will get notified when the next episodes are released. Have a great day and keep shining your light.